Good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to NL News. Say it's 3.36, Monday, August the 23rd. So the news of the day here in British Columbia is vaccine certificates are coming. September the 13th, that's a Monday, three weeks from now is when this is set to go into play. Lots to break down from this afternoon's news. So for more on all of it, please to welcome back to the show, Global BC reporter Keith Baldry. Keith, how you doing this afternoon? Great to be here, Jeff. Well, appreciate your time. Now, um, September the 13th, I guess that is the date to keep in mind, but I guess there was a little bit of a hint as well that it's possible we might see something in those high-risk communities. That kind of covers all of interior health, I think, right now. We may see this uh, a little bit sooner. It, we may, and Dr. Brian Henry mentioned that uh, today because the numbers continue to be very high in the interior. But an interesting, there's a percentage of cases that the, the number today was actually lower uh, than it has been for, for uh, was a couple weeks ago. So um, still concerned with the numbers going up. And again, the number of people reporting uh, reported to have died from COVID-19 in the interior was actually 14 today. But that goes back for a data reporting problem. So it's not like 14 people in the interior died in three days. It did occur over a period of a couple of weeks or so. But she opened the door to have that possibility of, of uh, requiring this a little sooner than there. But she certainly didn't say that's going to happen. So I still think work, the working date is still September 13th. Yeah. And, and, you know, this has been something that reporters have been asking about for quite some time. Is this something that BC has been considering? And, you know, the, the general theme throughout the course of the summer is no, this wasn't something that was kind of on their mind. And I guess it's really been this outbreak in interior health, right, has kind of, I guess, changed the tune of public health a little bit. Not just interior, uh, we're seeing a significant increase uh, in hospitalizations in, in uh, Fraser Health as well. And in, in terms of uh, case numbers, Fraser Health numbers are starting to tick upwards as well. Surrey and Vancouver have had the most cases on their own next to the central Okanagan uh, for the last few weeks. So it's, uh, again, it, it, our policy and strategies, as I've noted since day one, and Dr. Bonnie Henry said this literally on the very first day back in March or February 2020, things are going to change. Nothing's going to be etched in stone. We're going to respond to the situation with the appropriate measures at the time that may not seem appropriate right now, but when we enact them, they will see, uh, seem appropriate. So back when we were starting to relax a bit, uh, this wasn't on the horizon, but now that the Delta variant, which is another big factor here, which is so much more infectious and contagious and transmissible than the other variants, and it's 98% of the cases now in BC, uh, that wasn't there a few months ago. And that's why uh, vaccination passports weren't seen as a, a logical step, but now they are, and they're not done with today. I mean, this is, um, it's interesting, Dr. Adrian Dix opened the door to more requirements of healthcare workers to be uh, required mandatory vaccinations. They're not going to stop at just long-term care home staff requiring to be vaccinated. So passports today, but we could have mandatory vaccine requirements in different professions down the road. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me in, in the least. Um, you know, BC has kind of been a leader for the most part throughout the entirety of this pandemic when we're talking about other provinces and other jurisdictions in, in Canada. But, you know, there was, you know, Quebec is the example that everyone's kind of been using here today as, as kind of the first jurisdiction in the country to implement a COVID passport, I guess. How much do you think think we're, we're learning from what's going on there that made this uh, a little bit more easier to swallow, I suppose, from our, a political standpoint. 
Well, Premier John Horgan today said he has been in contact with Francois Legault, the Premier of Quebec, about this issue. Uh, and governments are talking back and forth, and which includes the federal government. And they've done this on all sorts of, of COVID files for, for months now. And this one was a relatively new addition to the conversation. So I think, yeah, obviously some of these ideas are lifted from Quebec's blueprint, and Quebec will learn from what we do, and everybody's going to learn from each other and adjust accordingly. You know, these measures announced today will expire on January 31st unless they're extended. And that's the other thing. It's, again, this, this, there's an there's a end in sight for this, these vaccination passports, but that end can change if the numbers continue to uh, be out of control over the fall into, the, into January. So it's, uh, we're into a whole different ballgame now uh, when it comes to the Delta variant, and the cases are exploding. Um, and as a result, you're going to see some pretty tough vaccination rules. Yeah, and Dr. Henry mentioning, you know, that January 31st uh, date, as you mentioned, was kind of the, the timeline for now, but she said it will be reassessed on a month-by-month basis, mm-hmm. although based on the way things are going and any anything learned from last fall, it'd be uh, hard-pressed to believe that we would see any changes between now and uh, the end of that first month of next year. Were you surprised about the fact that there are zero exemptions at all for, for people who maybe, you know, can't get vaccinated due to health concerns? I mean, I know it's a very, very, very slim percentage of the population that would fall under that category, but Dr. Henry, pretty, pretty adamant, no exemptions are being granted here. Well, I'm not not totally surprised. Um, again, it's a very small number of people. She was more adamant. I mean, I think that one may be revisited uh, when it comes to medical issues. Where she was pretty clear, though, is you cannot refuse to be vaccinated um, because of your religion or your philosophical opposition to it, if that's what you, how you want to characterize it. That's, that's a no-go. Uh, that's definitely not going to be allowed to occur. I still think the door is open here. Um, potentially, again, nothing's ever said in stone but for now um, you can't um, uh, you cannot get entrance to these establishments unless you've been vaccinated even if you uh, have a medical condition oh she did note though that children in the age of 12 who aren't eligible for vaccination they will be able to attend sporting events or go to a restaurant as long as the parents or the adults they're with are fully vaccinated yeah no that is uh, definitely important i guess you can't really make people get vaccinated if there's no vaccine available to them that uh, that makes things a little bit more challenging in that regard um what, what do people need to keep in mind here when when planning like private events this is where i started to get a little bit murky on exactly what the rules are going to be you know if you're hosting a wedding or something like that do you have to have this this passport available uh to those uh, attending those events or how exactly does that work that remains to be seen a lot of this is going to have to be self-policing um but yeah weddings are covered by this Uh, so you're not supposed to go to a wedding unless you're fully vaccinated but one of the questions first one of the first questions that came up how do you enforce this thing um you know it's one thing to enforce it at a at a uh you know, a Vancouver Canucks game where there's limited entrances and already you've sort of got to go through the ringer to get in. Your bags may be checked. Uh, so it's one thing to check people going into a hockey game or even a restaurant. They'll figure it out. But you know, how do you police a wedding or a party or a, or anything? But, you know, I think you go back to the beginning of the restrictions well more than a year ago. If you recall, the first party started to get fined um, and we got examples of, of inspectors showing up, police showing up on stopping a party and checking because we're violating crowd controls and getting fined. And we haven't heard any anything like that for months now. So people got used to that, those rules, and I think they've adapted. And I think people will get used to the vaccination rule here. Keep in mind, if you threw a wedding right now, 
uh, the odds are, just statistically, almost 90%, of the, depending on where you are in the province, almost 90% of the people at that wedding in Metro Vancouver would be uh, assumed to be vaccinated, because that's the vaccination rate mm-hmm. in much of Metro Vancouver. It's less so in the interior, much less so in the north. I mean, if you threw a wedding in Dawson Creek, chances are half the, popula- half the guests in attendance have not been vaccinated because they're just barely over 50% vaccination rate. So it'll vary around the province, but it's a good question, Jeff. And I, I think a lot of this will come down to self-policing when it comes to private events. Well, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what happens when once we start to see this vaccine passport implemented, come into play, and then how those events are self-policed. Uh, there's been a lot of challenges, obviously, that have come over the course of this pandemic when it comes to, you know, even just policing the mask mandate that we had for forever and, and all the... the uh, disruptions that people have experienced or or put out there as a result. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Um, I, I guess that's it for now, Keith. I mean, there's a, a whole heck of a lot in here. It was an hour-long conference. You and I have been chatting for about nine minutes here, so we haven't <laughs> probably got into everything, but um, I, I guess I'll leave it at that for now unless there's anything else you wanted to highlight here. No, it's just like I say, it's an ongoing story. It's not any, and keep going, tomorrow morning, we're going to get the back to school plan. Yeah. You talked about masks. Key, uh, I think you can admit the form, we're going back to mandatory masks in the classrooms. Right, I would not be surprised at all, but I think that's what, 9.30 tomorrow morning we're getting that one? That's right, Education Minister Jennifer Whiteside and, and Advanced Education Minister Anna King. It's also going to be the new rules for universities, post-secondary institutions. Yeah, we'll definitely be locked into that. Thanks so much, Keith. Always right. appreciate your time. Take care. All right, there is Keith Baldry right there, reporter with Global BC, speaking to today's vaccine passport announcement or vaccine certificate, as the Premier was referring to it here this afternoon. And